You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome into Loho Daily. I am Loho, a.k.a. Lawrence Holmes. Thanks for listening to the podcast today. I really enjoyed the last couple of weekends. And the reason why is because... While ordinarily I watch games by myself or with my wife, I watched the playoff games over the last couple weekends with some really interesting characters. Some you know, some you don't. But it comes down to this. We did this show at the score. We were broadcasting it at the score and on the score and with the Intercom Affiliates. It's called You Better, You Bet, and it's a radio.com show that's headed up by my former EP, Joe Ostrowski. It's great. So the cast is Danny Parkins, Joe Ostrowski, Nick Costos, and Eli Hershkovich. Now, to give you a little bit of history, Eli used to be my student at DePaul. He's one of the best students I ever had, and when it came time for him to do an internship, when... The score still had internships. He was someone I wanted to have in the building, and he rose up the ranks pretty quickly, and now he's he's kind of in charge of this new gambling thing that we've set up. This, uh, gambling thing sounds wrong. Sports betting thing that we've set up through Radio.com. So they they kind of do the show, and it's on the Radio.com app. You can watch it. So Joe and Nick, you, you sometimes will do the show together. The, Joe and Eli will sometimes do it together. Uh, Danny, when he has time, um, pops in and does the show too. But the past two weekends, they've been doing the show because Costos and Eli live out in Philadelphia. And they did the show from Chicago the last two weeks, which means they needed stuff to do. So last week... I was going to take the crew out, me, Herbie, Tony, Campy, and Goff hit me up, and he goes, hey, you know, what, what are you doing for the games? And I said, all right, I'm going to, to scout. We're going to go watch the games at scout. So Jason came by, and then Eli texted me and said, hey, because I had invited Eli because he was in town. And I was like, hey, he's in town. He was part of the show. To me, anyone who was part of the show was pretty much welcome to come and hang out. And he said, can I bring Costos? And I was like, sure, why not? 
And I had forgotten that Costos and, and Goff had worked together. So it ended up being like kind of a cool family reunion. I say all that to set the stage for you. So we're we're out at Scout last week, and these three guys, like their their focus is on sports betting. Like they that's what they do for a living. Now, knowing Joe, because Joe was the EP of the nighttime show for a really long time before he moved on and became full-time on air. I know how he reacts. I know that he has, for the most part, a pretty, um, how can I call it, a a pretty laid-back demeanor towards sports betting while things are going on. Now, if there's a super bad beat or something like that, Joe will react to it, but he's he's quite the pragmatist when it comes to sports betting. That is not the case with Costos and, and Eli. I really enjoyed watching games with them because they're crazy people. To give you some background on me, I will occasionally watch, I will occasionally bet on games. I don't bet when I'm not in Las Vegas. So, like, I don't have a guy, I don't have an offshore, I don't do things online when it comes to sports betting. But when I'm in Vegas, I love being in the sports book. And there's a couple places I, I love Caesars Sportsbook. I love that place. I, I like the sports book at the MGM. It's a little smaller than, than I've remembered it, but I enjoy being there. So, when it comes to a good bet, occasionally I'll make one on what's going on in the sports world. Occasionally I'm more of a table games guy. Like give me blackjack, give me craps. I can be happy for a couple days in Las Vegas, depending on how the, how the bones are rolling, but watching games with those guys was a real delight. It really was because of how they look at games Specifically, Eli and <laughs> Costos, because they're living and dying with every play because of bets that they they may have all on it. And Eli and I on Sunday, we got together again. We we were over this time. We were at Kroll's, which was quite the experience because Kroll's is a Packers bar, and we were there kind of watching the first game, but seeing all the people roll into Kroll's for the Packers game was was a truly delightful experience. But the reason why it's fun for me to watch games with them is because we're so different. I rarely emote watching games. It's it's the difference between a fan of football which I am and someone who's covered it. I'm kind of reflexively always in the press box, even though I'm not in the press box. And so that gets beaten out of you pretty early on. Like you don't really cheer in the press box. It's, it's a, it's a known thing that you're not supposed to do. Watching these guys flip out over everything and obsess over everything. Go back into my Twitter account at Lawrence W Holmes. I posted a video on Sunday afternoon with Eli as Eli was trying to figure out how he was betting for the second half. So as as halftime's going on, it was actually before that, when when the Texans went up 21 nothing, 
Eli and I were talking about whether or not he was going to live bet. And this is stuff that I'm just starting to get a hold of that you can do this stuff. So in the middle of the game, Eli could pick the Chiefs to win the game and get you know good odds. And I think that on the money line, it was like 215 So you bet $100, you win $215, that sort of thing. And I think that they had them at you would get them plus eight, eight and a half. That's great. Cause you're, you're thinking, can the chiefs make this a touchdown game by the end? And you would have won money. So he hemmed and hawed over it. And then we talked about how, how the, I thought it was going to be over in the second half though. The number for the second half was 26 and a half. And I was like, Oh, this game is bananas. By the time we got to halftime, and and you had seen that Kansas City had woken up and I was like, you got to pound that over because I don't think they're going to stop. And so I got one right. Finally, I finally got one right. But seeing like the decision making that goes into the serious sports betters life was really, really phenomenal. It, it, it gave me a new appreciation for watching games because of the way that Eli and Costos like reacted to games, it was really fun. Like when, so I invited them out for wild card weekend. They invited me out for divisional weekend. And I was sitting there going, do I really want to be a part of this yet again? And the answer was absolutely yes. To just kind of see it up close to see the reactions and maybe your reactions are similar when you're watching games, if you got a little action that's on the game, it was a real treat. So I just want to say thank you to those guys. And you can check out their show, You Better You Bet. It's a radio.com sports show. You should listen to their podcast. It's it's also crazy. Like they're and they're just good guys, man. They're having a really good time watching the game and and it was fun for me. Let me give you a couple things about the games this weekend before I, I get out of here, but that was definitely an experience. Let me talk about the uh, the upset Saturday night. Tennessee versus Baltimore. Tennessee with Derrick Henry being able to run the ball and Ryan Tannehill not making mistakes. It all only took a couple of mistakes from Baltimore. They didn't look sharp, and I don't know if you can just say you weren't really they weren't playing for anything in week 17 they had the bye week and they weren't sharp i don't know if 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 the two things are connected it felt like it you, so many drop passes errant throws defenses that looked like it wasn't on time and then you add in derrick henry like derrick henry man watching that guy run is is very much a throwback 195 yards for him on the ground and for the, the two games that they've played in the playoffs, they haven't asked Ryan Tannehill to really do anything. His his line is not the line of a winning quarterback in the playoffs. Seven out of 14 for 88 yards. Yes, the two touchdowns is nice. But seriously, that's not asking a lot. But when you flip over to Lamar Jackson's, he threw the ball 60 times. That's too many times. And he ended up throwing two interceptions. And, yeah, he threw for 365 yards. But And he ran the ball. Like, if you look at – if I just gave you Lamar Jackson's stats, 
where it's 500 yards of offense out of him, you would have thought that the Ravens just destroyed Tennessee. But it was not the case. He looked off. Not having Mark Ingram be 100% for this game, I think, really made a difference. And there were a lot of balls that were fluttering. It wasn't every ball, and he did make a couple of really nice throws down the field. But it was just not meant to be. And good on Tennessee, man. They played good defense. I love the way that they attacked on on third and fourth down against Baltimore. And, and, and watching them make it all the way to the AFC title game is impressive, considering that this is a team that wasn't sure whether or not they should change quarterbacks. And then they changed quarterbacks, and then things turned out really, really well for them and good for Ryan Tannehill. He's going to get paid. The Minnesota San Francisco game, watching that Saturday afternoon, I just kept thinking that the the Vikings are I don't know there's a level of protection that every one of these teams who have quarterbacks who are limited has. And you just heard me talking about Ryan Tannehill throwing for 88 yards. But I swear the Vikings Offense looks more scared than any offense in the NFL. And I know that Kevin Stefanski moves on and he becomes the the Browns head coach, but his offense against Robert Sala's defense looked scared. Kirk Cousins looked terrified in that loss. They they didn't they didn't I hate to say this about NFL teams. I think it's something that can sometimes be overused, but I I just felt like some of the stuff that they tried was cowardly. Like even late when they were supposedly trying to get back in the game and then they punted and like you're down 17 points. Like what are you what are you doing? Tevin Coleman had a great game and I'm really happy for him, the kid out of Oak Forest, 105 yards, two touchdowns. That defense and that defensive line Got got a real boost in, in San Francisco, and they made Kirk Cousins' day a living hell. It, it was it, it was a really really good effort by them to get after him. And you look at the you look at the numbers on Cousins; like it's efficient. It's another twenty one of twenty nine, hundred but one hundred and seventy two yards. Like that's. It just felt very small, very small. I was hoping that it would be San Francisco versus Seattle. I was looking forward to that fist fight happening in San Francisco, but Aaron Rodgers was not having any of it. They tried. Green Bay tried to let Russ back in the game, and Russ tried, but Green Bay was able to hang on, and Aaron Rodgers, when you needed him most, Made great throws. Devontae Adams is so smooth. He's just smooth. 160 yards for him. Two touchdowns in that game. And there was a a throw on a third down late to Geronimo Allison. And Allison, the ball's thrown behind him. You know, you don't really talk about Aaron Rodgers missing throws like that. But the ball was behind him. And... He made an incredible adjustment by sliding and then reaching back to make a catch. The The defense for the Packers almost gave it away, but they they hung on when they had to and got off the field 
and got Russ off the field and give the ball back to Aaron Rodgers to close the game out. I've been one of those people that says that I think the Packers are a bit fraudulent. They proved me wrong. And that was a, a hard-nosed, good win by them with Aaron Rodgers doing more than enough. Like, he he was pretty good. 16-27, to 27, 243 yards, two touchdowns for him. How good of a player is Aaron Jones? Like, the, the yards per carry are not very good, but he did it near the goal line. And those are the types of things that you're hoping for. We talked about Adams. Jimmy Graham had a huge catch in the game as well. And the Packers... We're going to head out west, so Aaron Rodgers gets to play against his childhood team for a chance to go to the Super Bowl. And then, what well, happened before, but Kansas City versus Houston. Straight up football porn is what we were watching. If you're the Texans, you're sitting there going, we got these guys. 24 nothing. I was talking with someone at Kroll's, just someone who listens to the show, and he was saying that Kansas City looked like Baltimore did on Saturday night. And I said, everyone except for Mahomes. Like, Kansas City looked terrible. They had bad special teams play, like all sorts of stuff. And I said, Mahomes has Houston exactly where he wants them. And then you see Mahomes doing the Tom Brady thing where he's just ripping everybody on the sideline. And they went out there and focused and ran off 41 straight points. The guy is magic. And the skill players that he has, if you're if you're the Texans, you're like 31 points, like we're in the game. We might not win it. We might not win the game with 31, but we're definitely in the game. They weren't in the game after midway through the second quarter. Even though they were still leading for a portion of that time. 51-31. Kansas City spotted them a quarter where they did nothing right. And the Texans scored 24 points. You know what the downfall of that Texans game was, in my opinion? That fake punt. Here's my thing. I'm all for a good fake punt. But if it's fourth and short, aren't you better served to put your offense out on the field? Don't you trust Deshaun Watson to get you a yard or two yards? I would trust him rather than the up man on the punt team. So that's kind of my my weekend of watching the games I'm looking forward to talking about the NFC and AFC title games coming up this weekend. Championship Sunday is my favorite day on the NFL calendar. It's going to be a good time. It's a crazy weekend. And I, uh, again, big thanks to Joe Ostrowski and Eli Herskovich and Nick Costos for their incredible company in watching games. It was truly my honor to sit there and Watch the life of a gambling football fan. I won't forget it. Thanks for listening. Talk to you next time.